Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. All right, so I want to just, let's just talk for a minute, Martha, about the I Work For Him Nation. Okay. Uh, yesterday when we were on the air with a couple of other radio shows, we, we brought attention to it. I thought we should really draw attention to it again to our listener audience. You know, the I Work For Him Nation covenant really came out of a journey that I went through um, as I drove those 90 miles to work during the late 2000s. And, and it was really all about God just transforming my heart and how I looked at the workplace. And so the I Work For Him Nation Covenant is something we invite every listener to go out to iWorkForHim.com, iWork, the number four, Him.com, and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag. Yeah, when they it'll click pop the, up. It'll pop up. So when they go out there, it pops up, right? Every time? It's, well, unless they, I think that if they frequent the website, it stops popping up on them. So it doesn't, you know, annoy them. If not, but it's really a fun flag. If you've never gone and, there before, for sure you will and see if, it. And if you join the I Work Ram Nation and make that covenant, and this is not a club, you're not paying for something, but this is, this is something that really comes from our heart. It's a covenant between you and God on how to transform your workplace. And when you join that, you're going to get a quick email that's an automatic email with a copy of the covenant, but then you're going to get a personalized email from me, as well as a gift in the mail from Martha. That's right. So we just want them to have something, you know, like you said, it has the covenant. They can print it out and they can pin that up somewhere and say, and it has a place for you to sign it and really make that commitment personal. So let's talk about what the I Work For Him Nation covenant is. And I'm talking the I Work For Him Nation covenant. So as you're listening today, I know many of you are driving, but some of you are listening to the podcast later on. This is what it is. It starts off with, you want to be, you want to make an impact in your workplace. You really want to start recognizing it as a mission field. Here's some of the steps that you could take. This is what God used in my life. Mm -hmm. So I imagine if God used it in my life, he can use it in your life. But it starts with prayer. It's an amazing thing. Just start praying for the people that you work alongside each and every day by name. And then use that to then start in conversations with them and say, hey, you know, I was praying for you. Or you can find out what their, if they have a spouse, what their spouse's name is. And if they have children, what their children's names are. And, and so you start just praying for, for them by name each and every day. Then you look for ways to serve them over and above what your job requires you to do. Then you look for ways to befriend them outside of the workplace. Why? Because we need to have relationships with the people that we work with, not just work relationships, but Outside relationships. Now, if you're a single guy, I'm not telling you to go uh, invite the you know the lady in the cubicle next door to you who is a single lady over to your house at part of the I Work For Him covenant. This is not a dating covenant. This is a get to know the people around you covenant and share your life with them. So maybe you've got three or four friends and you're all single at work. That's fine. Go all out to have have a bite to eat somewhere or something like that. But the idea is to befriend people and get to know them outside of work, and then. The fourth step is learning to pray with people when you notice you're having a rough day. Martha, I mean, how does that work? Well, you know, one of the things as, as you're walking through this process and you're building relationships with people, it's easy for you to see how um, their life can maybe have a bad day. Yeah, because you can see it in their face. You can. You just, you know them enough. You've gotten to um, be familiar with their um, responses and personality, and you can tell when something's going on. And you know, so it's just that opportunity to say, hey, you're not on top of your game, or I can tell something's bothering you, something's on your mind. What's going on? And then ultimately, hey, can I pray with you about it? Well, and what's fun? Okay, so you go up to somebody and say, um, well, how are you doing? 
Well, and then they usually say, what, Martha? Fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Okay. So when you're fine, and I respond, what? Are you freaked out? I'm rolling out? my eyes right now. You are? Okay. Are you freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional? And they look at it like, what? And I'm like, well, you said you were fine. But most of the time, that doesn't mean people are fine. I really want to know. How are you doing? And a lot of times, that's all you have to do is just ask a second time. And then when they share, so just shut up then if you ask that question, which I know that's tough for me to do. Martha's looking at me like, are you going to be done here soon? Um, maybe you're not thinking that, but what are you thinking? I'm just letting you okay. talk. So after you're, after you're done listening, then say, well, can I pray with you about that right now? Mm-hmm. And then I've never had anybody say no. And after that, the, the last part of the covenant is being a person of excellence. As a Christ follower, we should be the number one person in our workplace. You know, and, and you somebody might say, well, why? Why does it matter that I'm excellent at what I do? And ultimately, we just are um, to be a reflection of what Jesus Christ is in our life. And one of the things is, is not being, for instance, lazy on the job or doing sloppy work or taking too long of a break or coming in late for work and leaving early. You know, there's a time for those things when maybe there's, you haven't, um, you know, you got a flat tire and you didn't know that that was happening, but you can get up early enough to make sure you're at work on time and things like that, that just reflect good work ethics. And that ethic ultimately relays to your relationship with Jesus Christ because he is in charge of your life and we are to live by biblical principles and the Bible is full of those principles Jim and so just sure really is. how you do you you know compact it all down it's working with excellence in this conversation because it's it's reflecting those things of integrity and truth and and um, not being a slagger. Sl- what is sluggard? it? A sluggard. <laughs> not a word we use well, it every day. Don't slack off. What do you find is the biggest disconnect for people who call themselves Christians and also call themselves entrepreneurs? What do you what do you say is the biggest disconnect you find as you guys are out there on faithdrivenentrepreneur.org? Uh, you know, I think the biggest disconnect comes uh, is betrayed through ambition and goals and motives. Uh, I think that uh, all too often people will go to church on Sunday and maybe small group on Wednesday, but just to see a disconnect with their work and their calling with um, with their faith. And, I, and uh, so that's a challenge. I think that uh, the other disconnect I see is uh, too often times faith-driven entrepreneurs are, can be characterized like secular entrepreneurs and having uh, large amounts of anxiety. And anxiety is, uh, is, a, is something, of course, that betrays us and something that we're afraid of. And now, when we're anxious because of our work performance or we're anxious because of uh, just any of the normal stresses that, that a faith-driven entrepreneur will be well accustomed to, when we're anxious, we really have a, um, a muted ability to be an effective witness. And that's a big disconnect. And that's a disconnect I feel in my own life. So, Henry, you have just gotten back from a um, out-of-country trip. Tell us about that and and why. Why were you gone, and what were you doing there? Well, I had a special blessing and opportunity to take my family to Africa for a couple weeks, and I was excited to be able to serve with them. Uh, I love uh, being able to do that. I know that, uh, that many of your listeners have been on mission trips and understand that when you get a chance to serve in schools and orphanages and places like that, that their faith really comes alive. And that's a really wonderful treat and privilege and blessing if you get a chance to do it. And we did get that chance to do that as a family. 
But we also did uh, some faith-driven entrepreneur events, one in Kigali, Rwanda, and Mm. then two in Nairobi, Kenya. And it is just a great thrill for me to be in a foreign country. We did the same thing in India over spring break and got to do faith-driven entrepreneurship events in Chennai and in Mumbai. And to bring together the body of Christ, all people that are committed to, to God and to run their businesses according to God, even though they haven't figured out how to do that perfectly, because none of us have, but to come together in community. And, and interestingly, and this is both sad and promising, um, uh, those events are largely characterized by people saying, I thought I was the only one. I thought I was the only person mm. who really was focused on creating this business and doing it for the glory of God. I had no idea that there's another 110 people as there were in Nairobi that are all focused on that. And there's something powerful about coming together in community and praying for one another and talking about the challenges they have with, gosh, how do I, how do I let somebody go well in a way that, that honors God and bears witness to my faith? And yet, this is somebody I've got to move on because I want to, I want to be excellent with what I do. And how do I think about capitalization? How do I think about being unequally yoked with a partner? How do I think about any host of issues? To be able to do that in community, I think is super important. So, uh, we love the international aspect of what we do. We try to make sure that faith of entrepreneurs is not just a North American thing, although if you go to the site, it'll possibly feel that way. But we have uh, listeners on the podcast from 90 different countries, and we love that. And it's mm-hmm. the body of Christ coming together, and that's one of the most exhilarating parts of my job. I love that you just brought up the fact that as Christ followers out there in their work, whether they're an entrepreneur or not, there are so many that think, well, I'm, I'm alone. Nobody else is really thinking about living out their faith as they run their business, as they run their organization, as they as they serve being a janitor, as they serve being a CEO. There's so much apparent loneliness, but it's really not necessary. I mean, I'm amazed at how often I ask people, I say, well, are there any other Christians in your organization? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean you don't know? I mean, how is it you don't know? Uh, But that's, uh, I love the fact that that's not just common right here in the U.S. You're you're finding it all over the the world. Well, no, that's absolutely the case. And I love that you've got this radio program that's addressed that, that's that's focused on that. But I hope also that those listeners uh, that are listening to this right now might challenge their pastors and just go to their pastors and say, listen, would you mind just making an announcement just like, you know, that, that business owners and entrepreneurs are getting together on Thursday just for a prayer group, or people in the workplace that are trying to understand how can they bear effective witness at work are going to get together Wednesday at Panera. I mean, fill in the blanks. and not meant to be a Panera commercial. So Panera another, free, <laughs> another free plug right here, and I work for him. Hey, we're talking That's with right. Henry Kaster today right here from faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. And as long as Henry was plugging, you know, that place where you can go get great Mountain Dew on tap and meet other people, I figured I might as well tell you who you're talking to. That's right. So, Henry, there is another element of what's going on in your world right now, and that is the faith-driven investor. Um, tell us about that. Where did that come from, and, and who? Um, what is the purpose behind it? Well, uh, great question. Faith-driven investor uh, comes from my day job. My day job is... And we've had this great team that's running faith-driven entrepreneur and faith-driven investor, but I'm an investor myself. Uh, mm-hmm. We have, together with some partners, an investment fund that invests in Christian-led businesses across the U.S. and Southeast Asia, and it's a great joy of mine to do that. Uh, with time, we came to understand that as, as cool as what we do at Sovereign Capital, uh, that private equity, which is the space we're in, is a difficult place for many people to get involved with, and so that there's... Uh, are other asset classes, other ways 
that a Christian might be thoughtful about starting their investment capital, and not just necessarily in mutual funds that screen out bad things, which are very important, by the way. It's amazing how many of the mutual funds that we might otherwise buy invest mm-hmm. in companies that make bad products. Uh, and, and, you know, what is or endorse bad things, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So knowing what we invest in is really important, but, uh, but too often times I think the Christ followers are known for what we're against. And so what we want to do is to provide at least equal billings for what we are for, uh, be able to give exposure to things like real estate funds, that involve chaplaincy. There are a number of them across the country where people are very thoughtful about putting investment assets together in real estate and also loving on the people that are in their communities. So that's something You mean like apartment life? You mean like apartment life? Exactly right. Absolutely. So Pete Kelly was the first interview we did on the Faith Driven Investor podcast, and he gave a great overview of the work that they do. It's an amazing story. Maybe many of your listeners know that. But then also we've had interviews with uh, Trey Stevens, who's at Founders Fund, Peter Thiel's money, uh, and talking about being a, uh, Christ, a Christian and, and a contrarian and thinking about God's abundance economy, and Frank Chen from Andreessen Horowitz talking about artificial intelligence and investing. And so uh, too oftentimes I think that Christians are, don't understand how they might steward investment capital uh, for God's glory, and so we wanted to have a site that was focused on just that. So you're saying that this is so this is for people that are in that industry or who are you really hoping um, to help? Great question. So it's meant to be all above. It's meant to be an encouragement for fund managers, people who are in the space that might not know how their faith informs how they are as a mutual fund manager or a private equity investor. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's very much for investors to be able to introduce funds and concepts to them where they might, again, steward their investment capital that uh, participates in the work that God is doing while they make money. Uh, and it's for just anybody affiliated with that broader industry. Now, it's, I should also mention, it's a beta site. It's brand new. So any of your listeners will go in and you'll see that there's much that needs to be developed on it. It's just about two weeks old and it's just been released as a beta site. But we have launched the podcast and the newsletter. We had our first conference couple weeks ago in Utah, right before I went to Africa, and had 175 fund managers and, and larger investors getting together and talking about what does this space look like, what might Excellent. happen, what's needed, and uh, yeah, that's, that's the latest. Well, this is an opportunity for Christ followers to put the assets that the Lord has given them into action, into solving societal issues, which is what business does, and making money on it, making a return on investment. I mean, it's it's a matter of, and I know there's specific people you're reaching out to, but I mean, God gives us investments, just like you, you talked about the parable of the talents. God gives us money and he expects us to invest it well, but too often Christ followers get trapped into investing in a standard mutual fund that endorses the things that we talk against all day long. That's right. That's exactly right. Awesome. And that can be, and, and to be clear, it's across all asset classes, and it's real estate, right. and it's private debt, and public debt. And then a lot of us uh, come across angel investment opportunities, investing in bringing it back to faith-driven entrepreneur. Many right. of us have opportunities to invest in the faith-driven entrepreneurs that we know in our community. Right. How do we do that well? Right. Henry Kastner with faithdriveneentrepreneur.org, faithdriveninvestor.org. We're so grateful that you shared some time with us today and shared a little bit of your story. And we just encourage all of you to go out there, check out faithdrivenentrepreneur.org. Thank you, Henry Kaser, for being on the show today. Jim and Martha, thank you. Great blessing. So make sure you check them out online. And just remember, 
that, that the points that they bring up on Faith Driven Entrepreneur apply to every workplace. I love it. Even mm-hmm. listen to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I Work For Him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power pack content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com.